Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 687, everything, everywhere. Almost? Almost, all at once. (laughs) Sometimes. Always, maybe, never. Before we dig in, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, there, I still got to say it, uh, is Win Lee. He's a freelance writer, but you've seen him stuff on Jump Cut Online, Fangoria, and Slash Film. Hey, Win, how's it going? I'm doing okay this fine Sunday morning. He is risen, I guess, uh, but you know that's, <laughs> that's debatable. But uh, although something that we can be sure of, is that, you know, today I think we're going to talk about taxes. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, it is, it is a plot point, a large one. <laughs> and uh, and it is tax time, right? It so, is tax right. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm done. <sighs> With taxes? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah. We, we had to write a pretty big check. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All that clip out money, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Did anyway. Did y'all see your stories? In those taxes? <laughs> no, no, I did not. I told I saw Tom, my tears in those taxes. Does that <laughs> I told him he could not write off the karaoke machine. He would not listen. <laughs> so uh, before we dig into the movie, and there's lots to dig into, there is. Uh, let's get some shameless plugs out of the way. Don't forget we're available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review if you would be so kind. You could also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, also, if you'd be so kind, here's something you could do. It doesn't cost you a dime. Uh, you could share an episode with your friends so they know that 
this is maybe a show they should check out. People who were kind enough to share an episode last week include Heather Sachs, Gabriel Lugo, Julianne Jordan, Ralph Tribble, Tammy Sherman Powers, Brendan McGuckin, uh, Chris Valls, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magicman, Tom Dowdy, B. Garner, Brendan O'Neill, In Session Film, Nostalgia Cast, your next favorite movie podcast. Do they think that, that it's your next favorite movie or this will be your next or your, favorite podcast? Or, or, or your next favorite podcast? Or. Your next is your favorite movie. Mm. That's true. It's just yeah. about so, the, every minute by minute of your next. Uh, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so that, I love that movie. Well, so good. You're next. Oh, done. Yeah. See? Sweet. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Geek to me. Radio. Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast. Uh, Ronnie Castle. Feel and Film. Uh, Shoria Chavala, Matt Niglia, and Invasion of the Remake. So thank you very much. If you want something that does cost you a dime or... 500 dimes is that the math on that yes. i don't know five, no, it's 500 pennies 500 pennies 50 dimes 50 dimes okay i was a mass communication <laughs> but if people want to give us 500 dimes we will also Fine take with that, that too that's great uh, you can uh join our patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers we're for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content you help us out and we greatly appreciate it so the, the texas chainsaw massacres are done Okay. Those episodes are in the book. Glad that they finally caught the guy. They have not. <laughs> oh. Don't worry, because they won another one. Also, uh, I did actually record an interview uh, with a stand-up comedian, writer, uh, podcaster Matt McCarthy. He's the host, uh, the co-host of the We Watch Wrestling podcast and Watch It with Matt and Glennis. Uh, he's also one of the co-stars of. Uh, there's a new show on TBS with Pete Holmes, uh, How We Roll. Okay. He's one of the co-stars of that. Uh, so that podcast is also done. That's been recorded and finished. So that look, pay attention and uh, see that. Look for that on your feed. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there's all that. I guess uh, let's let's dig into the movie du jour. Good luck, Joe, with the synopsis. So, like, <laughs> as, as I was driving here, I was like, man, this is gonna be tough. Uh, <laughs> I think what you should do for your as you synopsis this movie is just. Um, Rework it in your head and put it in chronological order. That's Go. kind of the only way to do it, right? Like, <laughs> I will also say... It starts with a rock. It starts with... <laughs> oh, that chronological order. Yes, you're right. Uh, man, so we've got... Marvel has done the multiverse, right? Like, they've introduced this idea, and they've run with it with the... It looks like that's what's going to be their thing for a little bit. You know, with Doctor Strange, which is, what, May? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. May... Uh, third or well fifth but there's like early screens on the third so yeah it's a couple weeks away right so they've cracked this seal if you will and uh, the, this really looks like the multiverse stuff is modeled after after the loki and the variants, variants the way things branch yes. off so it's kind of that because we've talked about time travel and different timelines and universes and there's so many different ways that it's perceived and this one just reminded me of and they i mean this was filmed two years ago so it's not like they necessarily saw loki and went off of it but oh it's, no it's a very similar train of thought to that well it's i mean we, we see it all the time right with like similar ideas or plot lines that kind yeah. of come out at the same time ants and bugs life exactly volcano and dante and dante yeah and, yeah and then this movie is about the multiverse and you've got dr strange coming out I, the timing i have to say the timing on this could not have been better for release for the, who for, for this movie well marvel's gonna make a billion dollars no matter what they that's do. true but, that's but true. this movie was filmed uh, before the pandemic got really bad or the, you know the start march 2020 it was filmed and it had one day of filming left 
and it got shut down oh, on its dang. last day of filming. So they actually ended up using green screen and filming it uh, via Zoom directing and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Just to do the last shot. It was yeah. one day left. They had to get one scene. What was the last shot? Uh, it was when... Please don't say it was the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah, they did it in their backyard. They built some sand pits. Yeah. No, uh, the last thing... They, they had to put a mask on the rocks. On the yeah, rocks. Which is one of the rocks. The other mask, the other rock refused to wear a mask. I know. I was mean, you know, one of those. It's definitely a choice, I yeah. guess. Talk about it. Yeah. Separate the art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, the the last thing they filmed was after they go in for that first IRS audit with Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. and and the crazy fight scene they go down to the van yeah Key is they're filming in person Key on one half of the van and Michelle Yeoh is actually in Paris on green screen and you would have never known wow they're in the same car together and yeah. that they're not really in the same oh car. wow yeah. I thought you were gonna say that they the last scene was with Jamie Lee Curtis and she actually looked like that by the end of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know just a, a fact to add on top of that is uh, that you know the uh, visual effects uh, team of this is minimal like five I think people it was around six people or something like that Whoa. we'll go with that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what they did all during the pandemic at home, zooming, doing all these visual effects for this big screen movie that is presented in IMAX. Yeah, and it's five people at home on Adobe After Effects, and it looks as Isn't good it, as it, a it, it, big action. Movie. Given what we had last week, right, where it's just like I hired the greatest drone pilot Racer. of all <laughs> right. time, and I did blah blah blah, and this movie's like I got five people in a room, yeah. and they're great, and, and make and make a great looking yeah. movie. It's it's also it just shows what young people today. I mean, I know we sound a million years old, but seriously, these people now that are making films grew up as YouTubers and testing things. Look at Matt F. Basler, for example. Matt F. Basler is a pretty all, good, yeah. Doing all those, he, like he did the whole TikTok nipple video that got him tens of millions of views <laughs> so because <weird. laughs> he wanted to learn motion tracking, and right. so he found just something silly, and obviously it worked, and he made his whole thing off that. So he's experimenting with that, and what's the next thing he does? And the next thing in ten years. Now these people grew up doing YouTube, filming videos in their backyard because cameras were affordable. Right, it wasn't like don't touch your dad's three thousand dollar camcorder. Yeah, right, it's like, right. Here's a five hundred dollar Sony Handycam. Go have fun with it. And and these people have grown up in it and have done it for fun and practiced it. And technology, of course, is better now. Sure. So it just shows you what you can do with the right mind and and the time and learning it. And that's what we get here. And it looks again phenomenal. This is the other thing that I think. A24, who is the company for this, kind of, I don't want to say that they pigeonholed themselves, but they did kind of start to lean into, like, the the top-tier horror, right? Yeah. Like, the classy horror movies, the Ari Aster stuff, and I think, did they do The Lighthouse? But, yeah, which is a little different, but it's weird and quirky. Yeah. It's got the A24 brand, but you've got to remember they also did stuff like First Cow, right? The Lobster, I think, was A24. They're, they're, you know, they've also have their art house drama that always has that A24 slant to yeah, it. Yeah, there's they're always a little weird. Right, but, right, right. But, but I get what you mean, though. They gained such notoriety and got so popular. Hereditary, um, Midsommar, yeah. and those are the ones that where it started to be like, oh, what's the next horror from A24? They have a brand, and I'll, I'll tell you what, A24, they don't have a lot of misses. Like When you, no, when, they when really you put don't. that A24 logo on a film, they know how to... Buy films that fit their brand or produce them. Yeah. They they all fit within that kind of world where, like we were saying, even if it's a dramatic movie, there's something a little weird going <laughs> yeah. on. It's not your typical like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah, and I'll tell you, watching this movie, I certainly wasn't like I've seen this before. That is what I was gonna say. Is 
we see movies all the time, right? We see multiple movies in a week. Yeah. And it's hard, I think, at this point for people in our position sure. to see something. We're just like, well, I've never seen that before. And this is that time. There, there were moments in this movie where I was like, I have no idea what's happening right now, yeah. but I am into it. Like, this is a fantastic movie. Well, and, and if you know the Daniels, the directing duo, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheiner, they directed a movie called Swiss Army Man, <laughs> which is such oh. a fantastic movie and hits you the same way where you go into it not really knowing what to expect if you hadn't heard about it and you're watching it and you've never seen anything like yeah. the stuff they do in a movie. They don't make movies that conform to anyone's idea of what a movie should be. They That's true. They make the movies they want to make and it comes right out of their imaginations onto the page and they film it and it's weird. Swiss Army Man it's is a different. weird movie. It is weird. Yeah. This movie's a weird movie. And I, I said it before, weird isn't a bad thing. No. I, I want to see weird movies because we go to, you know, Ambulance, for example, yeah, and we call it it wants to be heat and it wants to be speed. I mean, sure, there's some things we've never seen before, like the drone shot that's in there to look cool or whatever, but you still feel like, oh, I've kind of seen this yeah. movie, right? And mm-hmm. you see this movie, and even though it deals with multiverse, which these big multi-billion dollar properties are also dealing with multiverses right now, but they do it in such an innovative way, some out of necessity, right? but also because it, it, they don't have to follow this vision like feige's plan that he has for marvel he doesn't go to you know he will go to his directors and say hey you know we this like what, what we do going. but but you got to kind of follow the rules yeah and these guys have the multiverse and they get to play with it. like it's, what rules yeah they make <laughs> the rules <laughs> yeah and uh you know something i would add on to that as well it's just that you know the the uh, the daniel's films you know uh, whatever they are just pick one from the filmography and you know you have uh, a whole lot of you know bizarre bizarreness like you said and a whole lot of overwhelming elements and you know it's just that you know they <laughs> that's on purpose that's that's by their design but then at the same time it's also a very sincere earnest display of that zaniness of that uh overwhelming nature so so you know it, you know that they come from they come from an honest place they come from a, a genuine uh, creator's mindset, spirit, place, rather than something that you know. Oh, uh, it's just it's just adjective for adjective sake. If that makes sense. Sometimes we talk about movies that are quote unquote weird, like Tim Burton movies, right? When he first started <laughs> out, Tim Burton was so original and it was weird, and he had a great style. And then we started to see Tim Burton kind of copying Tim Burton. Yeah, and some, well, he's only got one kind of weird. Right. right. Like, and right, so, right. like, the first time he tells the story that way, yeah. it's like, oh. And then I've, I've noticed this arc where it's like they, like, kind of put a spin on a movie as much as the studio let them get away with it. And then they're like, okay, we trust you. And they run with it. And then you have two or three movies that are really <laughs> good with that, that type of weirdness or sure. look. And then they've made enough money to where... No one can tell them no anymore, and it just spins out of control. That's true. Maybe he, less. Where respect. where do you think he, out of, just out of here? Where do you think he goes off the rails? Is it like Big Fish? Like Big Fish is well, the Big last. Big Fish is one of his one best. Of big, big Fish is like no, the last one. Big Fish. Big Fish is one of his best. Yeah, uh, for sure. I would not tolerate slander. That is true. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Big Fish was him trying to rein it in to be like, I can make a big studio movie. <laughs> right, I think right, Big right. Fish was was like Scorsese doing Color of Money. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, okay. That yeah, he's that makes like, sense. I can make a studio movie. Give me some of those. But, but yeah, Big Fish is phenomenal. But is that the line? 
like everything post Big Fish is like, oh, come on. I, yeah, I can't remember um, a lot of great stuff after Willy Wonka. If I Dark may, Trails. then, uh, yeah. you know, if you have to ask me, well, it's then gonna I be would May. say <laughs> he's, he, uh, you know, he went downhill with Alice. Yeah, that was the one that made a ton of money, but was just really kind of like, meh. Yeah, yeah, I liked Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I, I do, too. Weird. I, I know you're yeah. not supposed to say that. Um, no, I like it, too. It's weird in, in, like, in the best ways. Again, yeah. it, it, it is really... The songs are good. The style, like, the Deep Roy stuff is really good. Like, he, they copy and paste him all over, yeah. and he looks like he's there. It, it really is, does some amazing stuff. I would say, stuff. like, looking at his filmography, I would say that probably the first big misstep was Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh God. True. that was, like, yep. So bad you blocked mm. it out. Yep. I yeah. totally forgot that was him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think And then about he comes that. back and does Big Fish. Right. Like, hey, 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 they don't all got to be like that. <laughs> Which is so <laughs> good. Which I like. I want to like Big Fish. It's fine. Oh. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I agree it just, with you. It, I think it's fine. Yeah, like, I, I, I like the idea of it. And I know people love it, but it's just, yeah. it, it, I don't know. It just never really you. clicked for me. Well, you don't have but a soul. So there is that. <laughs> there is you that. Know. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's not even an insult. Right. I know. I just spitting facts. Any listeners of the show know. It's hard when Tom's like, I loved this movie. We're all like, oh, my God. We're like, oh, good Lord. I think this is a conversation that I think we might have come Doctor Strange because like Sam Raimi's another guy that I think is very interesting to look at his work, his body of work, and then lack thereof. Yeah, so I think that'll be an interesting conversation. And he does his own couple movies where he's like, they don't all have to be weird, yeah. right? He makes that Kevin Costner baseball movie. Yeah, for the and, love of the game and yeah. a simple plan. I think it's for love of game. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's it weird. Is. They dropped it oh, for really? the love of game. Yeah. Oh, like for the love of God, for the love. Oh, of... I thought it was for the love of the game. Oh, it is for the. It's for love of the game. There's, the... there's there's no the oh, on oh, the front oh, end. Not it's for not the love. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not okay. for the love of the game. It's for love of the game. It's, that, a, it's okay. It was a dumb title. But on this podcast, title. it would be the for the, the love the, for, right. the, the, the game. for the love the of the game. The. So okay, this is a this. I it feels like this is a 24s like hey, we can do an action movie a little oh, bit. Yes, a, they can. You know, and like sure it, but, but throw that a 24 spin on it. Yeah. Uh, so we're introduced. I, f- I feel like this is the Daniel Sizzle reel for like we'd like to work for you, Marvel. I thought the same yeah. thing. Oh <laughs> well, and here's the thing. The, I, yes. They've Which actually, makes things ironic, considering then they back out of you know that Loki invite in order to do this. Which would be hilarious if that's the case. Which is funny because again of how it's about multiverse. Right, right, right. But they uh, they actually directed some episodes of of Legion, and I love Legion. Oh, Legion was oh, really good. Legion. And Legion, Legion is, was kind of a, a sleeper. Weird. Legion right? is very weird. So I mean, it totally makes sense that they've directed episodes of Legion. They've directed Swiss Army Man. If you've seen it, and when you go to see this movie, I didn't know anything about it. I purposefully stayed away. People said multiverse, whatever, so I knew it was gonna. But I sure. didn't watch clips or anything. So when I went into it, the weirdness didn't surprise me because I knew it was Daniels, but I didn't know where we were going, and I was just it was this a great way to take it. Kind of like we talk, in Looper. Where they were, it's, it's, I, I kind of compare this to Looper, right? Like Looper is like we have time travel, but it, we're gonna simplify it, right? Don't ask any questions. This is what this is. Just mm-hmm. accept it. Like don't think about it too hard because it yeah. doesn't. You'll break your brain. And I feel like this one does the same thing, where they're just like, look, the multiverse is real. It, it exists. Don't worry about it. Here's this phone that'll pretty much draw a line to what you need to know, 
and then just roll with it. And, well, it's and smart. you just accept it. It's smart the way they present the rules is because in the first, this movie's split up into three acts or three chapters, yeah. if you will. And so it's everything, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere all, all at once. once. Right. And so in that first part, when in the everything, Kihi Kwan goes through all the steps and explains the multiverse to Michelle Yeoh's character. <laughs> and he does it in a way, obviously, for the audience. But she she looks just as confused as us. Right. And I have a feeling reading the script, she probably was yeah. just as confused as all of us. She's, <laughs> she's probably like on the phone in between shots with her agent, like the wired transfer cleared though, right? <laughs> that's right. That's okay. right. That's right. I, okay. I love hearing them talk about this movie. Though. I've listened to some great great interviews like uh, or watch some video interviews and then of course uh win has a great interview with kihi guan who if you don't know that name here's the thing i did not realize who he was as soon as he opens his mouth and he starts talking i was like that's weird it's funny especially like 40 years later he sounds just like short round and then i look up i was like because he's short round and Whoa, Dana, wait, like well, okay, he is like he is the, <laughs> yeah. the character right he was in the you know the uh indiana jones and the goonies like he was his data and the he's goonies. data and the goonies which i think is a fantastic movie uh yeah. but it is interesting i know i know uh but he retired from acting he i was gonna ask he, if that was the case because i looked at imdb he's only got 15 acting credits yes like, listed he, he did stuff when he was young and again and and wins interview with him it's great and it's such an emotional read as i know it was conducting that interview for you when and uh, him talking about retiring from acting and then coming back and how much it meant to him and mm-hmm. something that is really interesting that i can't remember if he mentioned it in your interview but i know in a couple others he did he saw crazy rich asians and oh, saw yeah. how, yeah, how great of it yeah, how great of a movie that is and uh, how how it was great to see all the Asian representation. And he was sad. He calls it FOMO that he wasn't in that movie. And he said, I got to get back out there. Yeah, basically the thing is that he said that, you know, all these amazing people are on there, but why am I not in it? So it's, legit quite, I mean, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> it's honestly heartbreaking to hear him say that. What would be more? What's more heartbreaking to me, at least? What's more heartbreaking to me is the roles he probably would have been forced to take. Had That's he kept also acting true. In the 80s. Which is why he did. He would have yeah. the he roles. The, the guy from right, right. Sixteen Candles. Yeah, he would have been right. Long Duck Dong. Yeah. in Sixteen Candles. But yeah. it's also it's a shame because he's so good. Oh my gosh, this movie. Wait, we've never seen him act as not a child. That's and I mean, you know, I mean, he's an adult now, and yeah. how good he is in this movie he's, playing the three main different personalities that Three? he plays of Wayman. Two? What? Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no right. yeah, 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 yeah. You're he's right, our right. universe. I and forgot he's about the, the CEO. The C- yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled yeah. straight out of a In the Mood for Love. Yeah. Oh, oh. Which sure. is which is nice considering he's like, he's the assistant director. He's Wakawai assistant director yeah. for 2046. Yeah, so he totally, so. He, he's, he went behind the camera and started doing different technical roles. He did uh, stunt choreography. Oh, did he? For X Men 2000. Yeah. He's a stunt choreographer on X-Men. Like he started doing stuff behind the camera and 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 doing different assistant directing roles and things like that. But yeah, uh this movie when you see that future Wayman CEO role looks like it's just it's like Tony Long doing the, in the mood for love. It he's so sophisticated and suave. He puts on those glasses and he looks like a different person. Yeah, he does, and he he carries himself very differently. And his dedication uh as I'm sure Wynn can tell you from interviewing him about it, but he he got an acting coach he got a dialect coach and he he worked so hard because he knew this was a big comeback and he missed it and he 
didn't take any shortcuts. He he worked hard and created these different personalities, and that's why his body language changes. Yeah, you know, the way he speaks and and carries himself, it all shows on screen. And the guy worked his ass off to get there. Yeah, and I also thought that you know it was nice as well because considering all the you know that that period of uh, absence, let's let's call it that, uh, for him. And you know we we would always think about like uh, you know. Had he not retired, had he not taken that hi- hiatus, then, you know, what kind of roles could he have played? And, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once was just like, okay, here are all the roles that you can play. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of them will be in one movie. So how nice is that? I, I guess it's just an additional uh, layer to like you know, that personally that only I can see or something like that or just a small population or just a small uh, group of audience can see that but you know everything everywhere all at once seems to be like a tribute in a way to Michelle Yeoh's very storied career and also it's just kind of like a what could have been had you know the industry did not let Kehu Kwan down yeah <laughs> mm, no, sure, sure, no sure. it's it's so it's so true and that's why you know he got emotional making this movie he says he did but you're right he saw his career that never happened that could have been this whole movie is about making choices and which direction can your life go and he got to live that all out through the filming of this movie i mean you know theoretically sort of, right, all these right. different roles and things and yeah how do you not get emotional about that and i think it's really special this is his comeback and it's this good and he yeah and and because he made he's, sure he's yeah he's insanely good uh so basically this movie opens we're, we're introduced to michelle yo who is evelyn and key kihu kwan uh, who is waymond, waymond which mm-hmm. I, I was like i don't know if i could say that on the podcast i, I know it's his <laughs> name but that seems like i'm making fun of a voice but i'm not no like, that's no. his real name uh, I, I, I think it's like an asian version of raymond i think when michelle yo says it in interviews she i think actually says raymond oh does she but the character okay. is waymond with okay. a w do as you long as it, i mean when is that a name like a no version no, of Ray- no absolutely absolutely not it was, oh, so it's, uh, I'm saying it was a now. very uh conscious that i think uh daniel's being weird kind of choice <laughs> but okay. you know it's okay and uh, you know the fact that you know, i think i can kind of relate it to you know wayman being like the wayman or the wingman of the story or you know it's just it, it makes sense so they made that up for his character like that's not a traditional name yeah so i'm calling him raymond because okay. I'm not going to get It's just funny because I don't know if it's subconscious, but when Michelle Yeoh is talking about the movie and she said Raymond, like clearly I'm like, oh, but that's not the character. Okay, dude. Oh, yeah. So so they are uh, Asian immigrants to the United States and they run this laundromat. And it's not. Yeah, coin operated laundromat. Yes, yeah. like an old school. Not a like bring your dry cleaning to no, us. No, no, but no, no. Like an, old, an, old, an yeah. old school laundromat. They do that and, too. Oh, yeah. I, no, they, I mean you could see the laundry that they take. And they yeah, do they do. They yeah, because Gen- just to Jenny, like uh, they do name? fluff and fold. Yeah. That's what yeah. they call it. Is that what they call it? That's what they call it. Well, it sounds a little dirty. It does sound a little <laughs> but dirty. <it's> not. <laughs> but just to set the scene, though, it's not like a dry cleaners where you just drop off clothes. Like they've got a whole spinning thing, and yeah. people are yeah, it's an old moving their stuff around, and it's hilarious the way that like Waymond is running around and did, oh, I, I put this here because there was no room, just moving but, people's yeah, things, putting things in their house. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious, uh, and putting googly eyes on everything, everything, every yeah, and she doesn't. Michelle Yeoh is not a fan. Evelyn is I not a fan. I told you to stop putting these Google eyes on everything. <laughs> he loves it. Um, 
but things aren't okay, right? Like they yeah. they are not they're they're kind of stagnant and the business isn't performing as well and they're getting audited and they have to go um, and you see divorce papers. You see yeah, and I, uh, li- do, I yes, I like this that? in the beginning. In the very beginning. Yeah. So Michelle yeah. Yo is looking at them and you think because Wayman is like this meek, you know, very friendly, positive guy but she obviously isn't having a lot of his you know positivity when yeah. she's dealing with this you think she's going to serve him right. divorce papers yeah that was a good head fake and we find out later in the movie that he does it but it also is more complicated because he's only doing it to try to save their marriage which seems again yeah. it's so <laughs> odd but then <laughs> he's like i thought it would work i didn't she's like wow like, there's another couple that he, was it his oh i guess I someone the, he knows yeah, he yeah. said that they that the husband gave the wife divorce papers and it forced them to work on their marriage and save it and so he didn't really know how to do it and didn't want to do it and he's nervous about about it but he he didn't even mean for her to find them yet and right she found them and anyway but it's a really this movie keeps you guessing in ways where it's not just a traditional linear oh no plot line, certainly. Linear, linear has nothing to do with this movie it <laughs> yeah. is there's no linear involved but everyone's having a bad time the daughter joy who's stephanie sue who is the friend in shang chi at the dinner I table that, i the, thought i recognized when they're her. out to dinner in the yeah, beginning and yeah. the end yeah uh that's her so she's been in marvel movies let me see i do know that she's in the marvelous uh, mrs basil though so she, oh, she is that. in the marvelous mrs Maisel. oh <laughs> no <laughs> uh, uh yeah uh, and Maisel, is she the 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 lady that owns the restaurant that the husband, the ex husband, is setting up in? I don't watch the show. I've never watched either. Uh, That's okay. So I I've know, been trying to figure out watch this movie why I recognize this this lady. You think it's right? from that show? No, oh. she played Catholic. What uh, and be more chill. Yeah, she, she played uh, what Catherine. Canigulara or whatever. Yeah, she, she played that on Broadway. She played that on Broadway, and I had front row tickets for oh, Broadway. Oh, Broadway. So oh. I stared at this woman <laughs> three feet from me for like two and a half hours, yeah, and I okay, was just like, okay. I'm like going through my head, like, where do I know this from? And I was like going through movies, like maybe she was in a movie I remember, yeah. and then I was like, but I feel like I like knew her in real life, but like, why would I know her in real life? <laughs> That's pretty and, good. And uh, and yeah, so I I did see her in real life. There it is, and All she's right. also in that show Aquafina as Nora from Queens. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So, so she, I mean, she's Christine big. Canigula. Yeah, from that's we well, have to sing it, Christine. <laughs> I'm not singing it. <laughs> Canigula. I was gonna make oh Joy played by Stephanie yeah is um you know her mother is very hard on her and she obviously they don't have a great relationship um she's also dating a woman right which Becky. uh. Yeah, which uh, is problematic because Gong Gong, played by the incredible James, James, Hong, James Hong, who is so good in this movie, and you're like, how is this guy still so good? <laughs> and he's been in a, over a thousand credits, and he's still this fantastic. Like, when he wakes up out of his thing, when he becomes Alpha Gong Gong, yeah, right, right. oh my god, it's just <laughs> incredible. But he also has a moment when he's when they have to, when he explains to Evelyn that like, you've got to kill her, <laughs> and we'll get to who her which is. is crazy. But she's like, it's my daughter, like, do you not realize that? And he was like do you not understand that like i know that yeah so like there's a really touching moment between those two where he's like yeah i get who it is but it's what we have but it's to like do. the greater good right? Yeah, right, so, right but in the original universe so you've got this uh joy is having trouble between her and the mother and then she wants to bring becky but she uh, she is they're having this there's big the, party ch- chi- the chinese new year is coming and they're having this big party and becky she wants joy wants becky to come but they but evelyn doesn't want gong gong to know that Becky is Joy's girlfriend. Yeah. So as 
Joy is about to tell her grandfather who she is, Evelyn kind of steps in and says, it's her, her very friend, good her very friend. good friend. And that, <laughs> which I think is something that a lot of people really deal with, that, oh, they're very good friends. Yeah. And which is, it, it's so heartbreaking when you see, literally, which I'm pretty sure there's a reason she's named Joy, but you see, oh, sure. I mean, her whole character throughout this movie is it, pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you see, like, the life just leave from joy yep. as as she's as becky's introduced like that and it's it's heartbreaking and this whole movie is about joy and dealing with her relationship with her mother and especially alpha evelyn mm-hmm. because alpha El- evelyn which alpha is the ma- is the first universe multiverse that could contact other ones so they call that alpha you know the, the alpha versions of them and so it begins yeah. The confusingness of right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. There's a lot of yeah. that going on, but but uh, basically to spoil what happens, what drives this whole movie, because I think that's kind of a linear way to put it, right. is that in, in that Alpha verse, they contacted all the other multiverses, and Alpha Evelyn forced Alpha Joy to travel and go to well, all I these think, multiverses. Oh, see, and I read it. Her. I read it as they realized that jo- Alpha Joy had the ability to go to these different places and kind of absorb things quicker and faster. And so Alpha Evelyn pushed her, and you're right, pushed her and pushed her and pushed her yeah. to to the point where it broke her. It broke her brain. It, it broke Joy. And Joy was literally, that's why it's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. She has the ability to connect with all the different multiverse versions of herself right. and also absorb her powers. And Joy basically becomes the most powerful being in all of the multiverse of, of all realities. And we don't know her motivations until later, but Joy is basically popping up trying to kill yeah, every, every version every, of Evelyn. Every, ver- every multiversal <laughs> version of Joy is pop- like shows up and is killing every version of Evelyn because Evelyn is the only one who is able to do the same thing basically like she has the same there's she one will Evelyn have, that will have that the can. ability that can do all that so they the, the family goes to the IRS office Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis is who, so good in like, this movie. It is fun. Like, I feel like Halloween <laughs> kind of is like the resurgence of because like yeah. she does Halloween. Well, she she left for a while. She quit acting yeah. for a long time. But so once she, she does did Halloween, that Halloween movie, she was back. And then she does Knives Out. And yeah. then she's, she did something else. And now she's back as Laurie Strode. I think she's kind of gotten herself into the that Ryan Johnson troop for the, mm-hmm. the Knives Out, whatever that's going to be yeah. coming down the pike. Uh, but man, she is given like a very un Jamie Lee Curtis like yeah. performance in this one. Where at she first is. I didn't recognize them, then I'm like, "That's Jamie <laughs> She's Lee Curtis." She's got like a ridiculous haircut. She's obviously wearing some sort of suit uh, under her clothes that makes her very uh, frumpy. Yeah, I guess it's kind of the her name only is way. Deidre, Deidre, the, the IRS auditor. Yes, Deidre, who's clearly not on active yet. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, she sucks down that i don't know what that was like coconut oh my god whatever that was in that little canister yeah <laughs> and throws it into the trash yeah, can. just like chucks it over it's so good there's so many little decisions like that and in interviews i also heard that jamie lee curtis designed a lot of what that character is wearing That's she's funny. like i think i should wear this necklace with a pen hanging down or whatever and this she said i should have a wrist brace she actually invented <laughs> the a wrist lot of bra- it is when you look at what she's wearing you're like i've seen people like that i i know exactly yeah. like that person yeah uh so they Did don't you, have the wrist brace. I like when you get to the the hot dog fingers. Yeah, she's work. got a wrist she's brace got a, she, on her ankle. On her ankle. The, you, when you see her playing piano with her feet, like she had an ankle 
Brady. That's yeah. the most unnerving part of this whole movie. There's, there's something <laughs> really neat, though, the attention to detail, because I noticed that, too, and in all the different versions, it's like she always has some sort of wrist brace. There's always, they, they carry these things on, and this movie is, it's really kind of simple the way they filmed it as far as there's not a lot of locations right no they keep re-outfitting yeah, like the laundromat a, like a the, third of the movie takes place in the in the in the tax the office, office. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which was an abandoned building for like when when all when the housing market crashed and all the loan places went crazy or whatever like it's a big building that they basically rented out filmed there used uh offices people had their own office as a dressing room like they're they yeah. just they just rented the entire building and used it for the production and so so much takes place there but because there's different multiverses going on you don't really think of it as like a one location or yeah i kept it, waiting for it to leave then i was like oh we're not we leaving don't, we don't have to i yeah. get it yeah, yeah i'm it's, like it's an a24 movie yeah. <laughs> like i get it they gotta they're making the most out of this that's system. exactly yeah. it. that's exactly it's it. really smart though because i never felt like trapped in any location yeah it or didn't thought, feel claustrophobic no not yeah. at all they but but so much of it takes place there but anyway, well, yeah because each multiverse had its own yeah. feel to it yeah there's unlimited possibilities within each location right and then you put different characters in different locations right so you've got the different evelyn's or at least her with the knowledge of them going to there or you see them in their version in the same location and right so yeah. so they go on the I, elevator oh. i thought it, i like the visual representation when you see it on the phone of like the different i did like that as universes well. and how so many are clustered around where you're at that yeah. it's I, I there's something oddly comforting about the notion that like you might splinter off but you ain't gonna splinter off that far, right? Right. right. Like, you have to like, get a lot of changes, right? Like to... you really gotta like go down a rabbit hole yeah. to get from like where we're at to like one of us is present, right? <laughs> like, and so, um, but so I just I don't know. I liked just seeing the cluster of like most of your decisions aren't going to radically affect. Because sure. you went right instead of left, right? It's not but, gonna be that big of a yeah. correct. But yeah, again. Right. Talking about the uniqueness of this film, you have to love the way that she jumps between multiverses. You just have to do the most random, unexpected thing because, like you said, little changes aren't going to change your trajectory. Right. But if someone eats a canister of chapstick, that is so <laughs> weird. And what other people around you would think of that and do in reaction, yeah. that that's what changes your life is doing the weird stuff, right? But the, I, I do like that they give you, hey, you need to do this. This is what you need to do to get to. Well, yeah, they figured it out yeah, that this right, weird right. random thing is different. But but then Evelyn starts guessing because she doesn't know the the alpha stuff, right? Right. So she just needs different skills, and so she starts just doing weird things <laughs> to see what they do. And then even the alpha people are monitoring, like, like she what just is she, she doing? just yeah did whatever, and then it ends up putting her in weird ones that aren't the skills she needs. You know, so it's right. really fun and really inventive. But before they get to this meeting, we should say Wayman, uh, they're in the elevator. And all of a sudden, Wayman like snaps out of it, right? And he turns <laughs> into Alpha, right. and and he holds this umbrella. It's really cool the way it's done in like a you know, he shields the camera. Yeah, it's it's like you will see later with all of his martial arts stuff. Like he does it in a manner where he whips the camera. Yeah, up. That was pretty great. Evelyn's <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" He pushes it back and he talks to her, and he he says, "You don't. We don't have much time, but you 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 can go into this janitor's closet, right? Or you can go to this meeting. Yeah. And so she, but he writes down on this on what turned out to be the divorce papers. Yeah five steps that she has yeah. to take to make this work so she goes to the meeting jamie lee curtis of course is being for some very... reason he uses the lyrics to a nine days song to What's do it that? 
Ah, uh, yes, that's What's right. Uh, Slashfilm also did an interview uh, regarding uh, that that particular music choice. Uh, good call, Tom. Yeah, like uh, he when he's describing like how you feel different, and he's like he's like uh and he says to her your clothes never wear as well the next day and your hair never falls in quite the same way that's from the song story of a girl oh this is really? a story of a girl she cried yeah. a river and drowned the whole yeah. world oh, and, oh yeah and they play the song like four times yeah. in the movie I didn't but even like hear it's it. different versions of the song oh, that's funny. And, and like each universe has its own yeah. version so like when you get the dom she, there's a version and it's like you know though she posts uncensored photographs i absolutely love it yeah my safe word smile and, <laughs> and, and like that's great but yeah they have all these different ver- and i would because i would when he, as soon as he said because i liked i've always liked the song yeah and uh and as soon as he said i was like well that's from story of a girl that's hilarious <laughs> oh, that's pretty good that's pretty good so he tells her he was like look this is he breaks it down for her very quickly this yeah. is what's going on there is this being that is tearing through the multiverse and looking for uh all the versions of you, they're going to take you out. You have to join us. And all at the same time, while she's like, I, what is happening? She's so confused. And then he just, he's like, okay, I got to go. And like snaps <laughs> back to regular Wayman. And then they go to the meeting. And of course, Jamie Lee Curtis is not happy about it's the not situation. Going well. It's they're... not going well. They don't have everything they need. She's immediately drawing a big black circle, like around the karaoke, karaoke machine, machine, which will come into play later. Like the, the black, circle will come yeah. back into play later and poor sweet waymond is just like he's like I, she just she just gets confused <laughs> yeah. with she just doesn't know she has so many hobbies she thinks they're businesses like he's he's such a he's nice trying. guy but every time he says something to deidre deidre gives them a break right because yep. that's what waymond the, the center of this story is about kindness and being kind to one another and waymond is the ultimate representation of that and like if we could all live our lives like waymond yes and be that th- thoughtful and loving to one another uh but but he gets them out of it every time by just being kind bringing and, cookies or something yeah it's so something so simple and 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 um Evelyn writes him off at every corner and doesn't care about all this stuff. But eventually we see how big of an impact it has as she, you know, she eventually learns about kindness and they uh, kind of at that uh, blow up at the party yeah. and break the windows and everything. But anyway, she decides to do it. It's not going well. And she's like, you know, whatever I'm going to. So she follows the rules. She goes to the closet and this is where alpha women, but in a cool way, she follows the rules, which are do all this stuff, change your shoes and then presses her Bluetooth headset that he gives her. Right. I love the technology in this movie. It because, makes total sense. But again, <laughs> Daniels they're they're like it, this feels so much like guerrilla filmmaking they're doing whatever they need to do to get the job done it reminds me of um who are the guys crank yeah they'd roll around uh, on roller Taylor skates on the side Neville Dean and Taylor yeah and they would uh, roll around on roller skates hang off the side of cars and do all this stuff themselves just indie like trying to get these shots they killed Marvel for a while yeah, Ghost Rider two. Oh, <laughs> well, oh. yeah, and I don't think they ever did anything after sure that. Didn't. But but the point is that Daniel he pees are, fire in that movie. Kevin, like oh, you can't really come. Haven't, haven't you've seen ever, that you've one. never so seen Ghost Rider two? Some penicillin will clear that right Absolutely. up. Absolutely, Ghost Rider two. Like, man. <laughs> It is a wackadoo movie. That is crazy. But so so they're so innovative with the way they make these effects work and everything. And basically what happens is she does all this. Oh, but the technology, they're old like Jabra they're Bluetooth. Massive, like hanging like, yeah. like early 2000s yeah. when you saw you know some businessman walk in and you're like, is that guy talking to himself? <laughs> and he turns and there's this huge oh, Bluetooth. So I was just in New York and I got to tell you, the, with the advent of earbuds, yeah. that 
you know you can make phone calls on, it is no longer possible to tell the difference between somebody on the phone and someone having a psychotic break. <laughs> Everyone's just walking around talking you, to themselves. You would, yeah. yeah, you would talk to themselves, and you're just getting one in the conversation. <laughs> right, I'll tell right, you right. another thing. If you bring a chicken into this house again, well, then you're going to learn about the umbrellas. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? Like, I can't. What? No, what? you pick up the kids. Yeah. yeah. All right, fine. I'll get them. Good Lord. That's just so... put me on the list, I guess. <laughs> but so so they uh, they've got the old Bluetooth technology. All the stuff looks like it's straight out of something from like Lawnmower Man, like old like old school. What technology right, is? Right, right. So in this 2022 film, we're seeing this like in the Alpha Verse, and they've got. I mean, Wayman's wearing like what looks like a colander with some wires coming out. You yeah, know, it looks. Very, you know what it looks like? It looks like it's a combination of. The thing that uh, Doc Brown is wearing yes, when Marty meets him future. in nineteen, yes. but it's also it looks like the the thing that uh, Rick Moranis is wearing in Ghostbusters. And, yes, like and it's, Rick a, it's like a combination yes. of like those two, a hundred percent. So, yeah. so what I mean is that it's like it works. You never go like, oh, that's cheap. Like this, their movies are weird yeah. in the best way. And so when their technology is old and weird and silly, it it's so entertaining. But she presses the buttons after she does all this stuff, and then you see her sucked into the closet. She she is able to communicate with basically the it's like the other multiverse version where they're in the closet, right? And there's all this crazy stuff happening as we find and out. They, he basically busting. he downloads everything into her brain. Right in this one moment, he downloads all of the information that she's going to need about the multiverse and the different versions of yeah. her, and she's like, you know, as like, you would in that like situation, Chuck. like kind of like Chuck. Yeah, that's not wrong. That's not yeah, totally it's an wrong. Position download to right. her and and for us, uh, but we see the uh, Deidre break through the uh, door and snap Wayman's neck. Yeah, and now she's got like the this Deidre has like a black circle in the middle yeah. of her forehead, which we come to find out is them worshiping. Uh, Jobu Tapaki, I think, is the name of the <laughs> villain of this movie. Jobu. Is it Jobu? I think so. Yeah. Oh, isn't yep, it Jobu? Correct, Jobu correct. Tapaki. Oh, yeah. every, okay. I was like, that's, a, that's, that's from for minor league, major league. Major league. Yeah, yeah I, I had the same thing. I was like, they should have picked a different name. <laughs> yeah, I instantly right. went to major league. In that's my exa- head. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, I'm guessing that's. I don't know when if you picked up on anything, but her name is Joy, so I'm guessing Joe, J O, not Y. It's got to be some kind of a. Maybe shortening or hybrid of. But we don't know who that is yet. We just know it's a thing. Uh, well, no, I no, I I don't I don't think it's a so. weird name. I, <laughs> however, however, I did a I did a podcast prior to uh, you guys and what uh, you traitor you slut. garbage. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, I I, I thought do you were hop- exclusive. <laughs> I, 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 I do hop around. So, <laughs> all right, go on. But anyway, um, but you know, the host of that podcast, uh, Kale Smith, he said that you know he seems to pick up uh, the the name Joe Tapaki being like a combination of Joy and Becky. So. Okay, oh, see, okay. I, I, okay. there's so yeah, yeah. that for sure. So, but anyway, the neck is snapped of Wayman, and there's this crazy war going on, and we see once Michelle Yeoh is transported back to our original universe that we see, we then flash forward to what this crazy one is, and all these worshippers of Jobu have this circle, this black right. circle, which we find out is really an everything bagel. An everything bagel. Because everything in the universe put everything, was put on a put bagel. everything on it. Hilarious yeah. and amazing. And uh, anyway, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis at one point staples a paper with the, the circle drawn on to her forehead right and it's just crazy but we see jobu coming and she's masked you don't know who she is right but she's like dressed in this crazy way oh, I don't, we don't see her yet do we yeah when you go back to that universe and uh she kills the evelyn i think they're trying to leave uh and <laughs> she's evelyn is freaked out 
Deidre is coming towards her and she's already seen a version of Deidre like coming at, you know, breaking the Alpha Wayman's neck. Yeah. So she just punches Jamie Lee Curtis in the face. And of course, <laughs> it's the real world, right? Yeah. This is the real Jamie Lee, you know, the real Deidre. Yeah. And everybody's freaking out. And this is where uh, Wayman kind of, po- the Alpha Wayman pops back up and ends up doing this ridiculous fight sequence. So awesome. Uh, with, with a fanny pack, yeah. which I think is great. Um, and this looks so much like a, like the style of it is such a Hong Kong martial very arts. Very much so. And very, he, very much so. He was a stunt, either a body double or stunt coordinator on a Jet Li movie. This, was it the so one? I will tell you, this reminded me, if you go back and watch like, not old Jackie Chan movies because they tried to make him into like the new Bruce Lee and it wasn't yeah. working, but like go back and watch like Police Story yes, or things like- the- Ones the, that it the Jackie feels Chan, like the mm-hmm. way the way he moves and the way it's shot, it's very uh, choreographed, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, there's definitely a, a choreography here that is top notch. It is so. If you haven't seen Police Story, please yeah. go do that. It's one of the greatest action movies I've ever made. Yeah. Um, uh, and speaking of the choreography, uh, it's very much um, well. Obviously, the Jackie Chan references are like uh, apparent, but uh, also it reminds me a lot of uh, like uh, films from uh, Samuel Hung or oh, sure, 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 Su- or or Sui Hark, you know. So. Yeah, I think, so Samo and Jackie Chan kind of came up together, so that tracks mm-hmm. like those those two guys kind of have the same style. This is where we start to get to the divergence of the different timelines, the different realities, I guess. So the one reality is that I think she goes. What does she do? She doesn't. She doesn't go back to the to the so the IRS office, and everything goes to hell. Uh, the other one is we stay in the IRS office, and it's like this massive fight. And she has to like she finally figures out how to access different uh, multiverse. That's the thing is like you can you don't inhabit the body of the other person in the multiverse, but you are able to like take their skills. Mm. So she mm-hmm. finds a version of herself in the multiverse that is like a, a, a kung fu master, and she f- ends up I, fighting her way out of all those different stuff. I loved that collage of her training. Like it was something like you see a Kill Bill. Well, he Kill Bill, which is also taking that yeah. from all those other <laughs> actual <laughs> martial arts. You know, the original martial arts yes. movies. But you see her training with a kung fu master and doing push-ups with her pinky right, because right, it's like right. oh, you have enough strength in a pinky. And she, she ends up fighting with her pinky. Yeah, but she and and then she, and the muscle on her pinky. Yeah, she's that, so strong. that pinky is wall, so y'all can go home. Hilarious, know? but this is the weird Daniel stuff that I love so much because it's so inventive and weird and makes you go like, "What is happening here?" Right. But she, but eventually, as a great martial artist, she becomes a movie star. Does which yeah. is Michelle Yeoh. So basically, one of her, one of Evelyn's. Uh, multi timelines is that if she didn't marry Waymond, uh, her father didn't like him, but in this, in what would you call this? Because it's hard. I, I want to say alpha, but divergent, but no, like the one that we know, our main character, Evelyn, what would you earth zero? <laughs> I'll just call her OG. Like original Evelyn, uh, ends up marrying Waymond against gong gong's wishes right. and comes to America and they end up with this laundromat, IRS problems, kid problems. You if can call she, her Omega because oh, that's where it ends. Yeah. Right? That is there true. you go. Yeah. Yeah, Omega Evelyn. Point. Yeah. yeah. And so she sees this timeline where she tells Wayman to go take a hike and they never see each other until this, you know, very much in the future when she's a big movie star. But she basically becomes Michelle Yeoh in that right. timeline. Right. right. They use footage from her uh, movie premieres. You see her. Yeah. There's a lot Rich of like, yeah, real, I, real action. I, like, I really sports. like that. I really yeah. like that touch. Like they actually take her, you know, red carpet footage is just to, you know, just to mess with our minds a little bit. But, but yeah. hey. 
I but it also because in the like guerrilla filmmaking, it's like this movie doesn't have unlimited budget, right? <laughs> right. Why are we going to go film Michelle Yeoh at a bunch of movie let's pro- go to, fake let's movies? Go to, let's right. go to YouTube and just pull some right. Clips. And so yeah. they use real ones, right. but you're right when it also accomplishes the mind f where you're like, oh, if if uh, Evelyn doesn't do this, she becomes Michelle Yeoh. So right. it does make you think. Uh, but but and, and she hits Wayman with a line where I was like, God, you are not a nice person. Where she's like. I shouldn't have married you. She like, says some really I, tough I, I things. I, like, I would have had this amazing I, I really, life. I, I really like that too because the immediate first thing that I thought of, I was like, wow, look at how much uh, better your life is, Evelyn, not marrying Wayman. <laughs> yeah. And then right after then that, she, she delivered it. the line that you should have seen my life when had i not married you which that was that was so mean it is so mean (laughs) and obviously you're supposed to sympathize wayman is the nicest kindest person in the world right but also remember alpha wayman tells evelyn that you are the only one that could beat jobu and learn all these things because nothing good has ever happened for you you (laughs) you make the worst decisions in your life you accomplish nothing so your mind is open enough to inherit (laughs) everything we can't believe that you cannot make the right decision in any of these things like it's unbelievable but how hilarious is that so there is a nice juxtaposition of those two lines where they balance where it's like yeah she says something mean to Wayman and right. she eventually learns that it wasn't a nice thing to say but also she was told that she's basically <laughs> her life is nowhere like, yeah, yeah she is every single decision she made in this Omega timeline that we're in is because she made the wrong choice that made her life well I feel like it's she couldn't make a choice right like that's why no, she that's ha- true that's why she has all those different hobbies oh. right those are all the different paths she could have gone down sure. and, and in these other timelines she did go down yeah but be, but she has all these different hobbies because she won't lock into one exactly. thing right which and yeah commit. The, and man you just say i didn't even pick up on that till you just said yeah that, the right? karaoke and is the, the cooking and the cooking and the, yeah. right yeah you're yeah. totally yeah. right you're totally right and you know it's also uh i think it also relates to uh kind of like a, a martial arts philosophy and i think it's particularly uh shaolin or gong fu philosophy that you know in order to find a form First, you must be formless or, you know, in order to be in order to fill your cup, you must first empty it. So here we are. We have we have an Evelyn like who is (laughs) who is no good at anything. She's It turns out, you know, she is eventually she is good at something. And I and I just thought that's a very comforting uh, message to say, you know, uh, you know, ultimately, maybe later Red and sooner you are always useful you are always needed so yeah, yeah. It, so, kind, it kind of reminds me of the wrong interpretation of that jack of all trades master of none like right. like the uh, real saying is that it's a good thing to know a little bit of everything but the way people use it is like well yeah, you could do a little of everything but nothing great and that's kind of what they're saying is yeah. that she doesn't commit to one thing like you said and so it, it really is interesting way to look at it as you think about your own life and decisions you make and I love this movie so much because these are conversations I have with people about isn't it weird that if you chose to take this job or start this podcast yeah. or this one or whatever your life goes in a different direction here we are since 2013 doing this podcast what if we didn't decide to start the podcast all these years of doing there would be no clip out right see so yeah. a whole nother yeah. if thing. i don't if i don't take the job with review stl yeah i don't get here we knew you from doing movie reviews so it really is interesting there's something everyone can tap into in this movie because at the end of the day is weird and complex as the thought process is it's very human and we all have decisions every day to make and it's not so much saying you should dwell upon the decisions you didn't make like evelyn's thinking back and seeing all the potential you're not don't dwell on it but it's just something well, to keep kind, in mind they even say that they're like you can't stay in that world like that's yeah. not your world 
you can't stay there you're gonna break your yeah your your brain is like a like a like a what do they call it? like a like a vase and every time uh, you, a clay pot you mean a clay, clay pot, pot thank yeah. You. yeah every time you do something like you did a little crack and then you got to come back and we can fix it like it's okay yeah. but you if you stay for too long you cannot you're a fix crack pot you're a crack there pot that's right <laughs> uh, so so yeah it bounces back and forth between all these multiverses of um, rakakuni rakakuni is was one of the great that was just hilarious <laughs> the fact that this movie feels like such a grounded real world thing until it gets weird each time right yeah, so right, right. she's like a chef at one of those hibachi places and there's a guy that's showing her up in this lifetime and then she finds him in the kitchen and he takes his hat off and it's a ratatouille this situation. is the story of a chef yeah, that's the song they play. Is that there? the song they yeah. play there? And uh, it's pretty good. just hilarious that there's a raccoon which looks so different in real life versus a cartoon rat doing it. A full size raccoon <laughs> pulling his hair to operate him. So weird. And when she ends up, when they try to save Raccoonie, yeah, she jumps on his shoulder. It's so random. Running down the street, yeah. like that stuff is what you see in Daniel's movies. You'll see that stuff in Swiss Army Man. How weird it is, and that's it. Just makes me appreciate what a movie can be. It can be anything that your imagination, right? You know, can come up with if someone's willing to make that movie. And Raccoonie was voiced by Randy Newman. No, no, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Are you I, serious? I, I yeah. confirm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is the funniest freaking thing that okay. I did. Yeah. Um, so there's like that. Universe. I didn't win here. To, 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 so you, <laughs> yeah. you guys believe me. It's oh. like, he's not just messing with you. Like, I get yeah. why you might think that, yeah. but I will vouch for this. Really, yeah. Right. Let's be honest. But yeah. you, you know, Tom, you've been like dropping like truth bombs on like, the rest of the <laughs> team. What I do, and they're man. They're all like, what's going on? Like, did you reach out to a different verse and then you yeah. have the answers or something like that? So, you know, uh, you know, forgive the disbelief, but it, it's I'm okay. used to it. It's I'm okay. used to it. In the uh, laundromat, they're watching this classic romance film, and then they go into the other multiverse where everyone has hot dog hot fingers. Dog fingers. Yes. And they're watching the movie, and the actors have hot dog fingers. And Evelyn and Deidre are actually in a or, relationship. Yeah, they're a couple. And so, like, you see them in these sentimental, these emotional, romantic scenes yeah. with their hot dog fingers flailing around, <laughs> so, and these actors God. hold it together well enough. I and I guess many- it. And I guess if you come to completion. You squirt mustard everywhere. Mustard yeah, yeah. Oh, you, I, I think I think you actually have mustard and ketchup like oozing out of your, your fingers yeah. or something like that. So it's <laughs> and and this is the first film I think you can put this in the history books. This is actually the first film to ever create Chekhov's butt plug. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, that oh. was great from the very first IRS scene when they yeah. go in there and she's got the awards. The awards. You're yeah. like, you just know. You're like, that's not, there's a reason why their awards look like there plugs. were. There that's, was like, people, I didn't know what a butt plug looked like, well, so I'm glad true. that you sure, explained yeah. that to me, sure Kevin. Because I was okay. confused. <laughs> yeah. Remember that whole that thing about lying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's when we get to that scene where like the I guess you know the one guy has to sit on a butt plug. Uh, there's people I could see jump yeah, on a butt. He doesn't, doesn't have to. I guess he doesn't have to. He gets. He to. gets to. Yeah. yeah. There's. I could see that there's like a there was like a whole row behind me, and wh- I could hear one woman go, "Oh no," <laughs> and, and then of the course slow the slow motion, yeah. Yeah. leaping yeah. Yeah. and jumping onto it. I mean, it's so funny. And then the whole fight sequence takes place with it hanging out. The award, <laughs> both of them. Out they of, both. There's. She's fighting two there's guys. A, there's they an old, have, old boy sideways hallway <laughs> sequence, basically. Like they're shooting it like that from the profile. Yeah. And there are two of them fighting it Evelyn. Is, it <laughs> is kind of... So we're led to believe that that guy is naked from the waist down, right? Yeah. There's a scene mm-hmm. later when we, when Evelyn figures out the way to fight these people off is to hit them with their kindness, right? She, yeah. Now she's got... She's unlocked this ability. She can kind of like 
put the, the, the one thing that anybody wants on them at, all, at any point. Yeah. So she gets to that guy and she gives him the pup, the puppy. Yeah. And you can see that he's wearing like flesh colored underwear. Yeah. And I was like, ah, dang it. Like Aww. we were sitting so pretty. Because they blur it out so that you would time. think that yes, it's just a sensor. Like his, yeah. his, so it's not NC-17 or something was right. my thought. But, uh, <laughs> right. oh, but also. And, uh, speaking, speaking of which, uh, the, uh, you know, our uh, butt plug security guards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, brothers Andy and Brian. And uh, Andy, apparently, uh, he's also. Uh, death dealer in Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. I thought he looked familiar, which makes more sense. That's interesting. So, yeah, they're taking a lot of the same actors that have, I mean, if you think of yeah. uh, Michelle Yeoh and Crazy Rich yeah. Asians, and, uh, which he is Yeah, like... and uh, previously, I also, uh, I also interviewed Andy, and at that oh. time, uh, well, I interviewed Andy for Shang-Chi, and at that time, he said that, um, you know, working with uh, screen legends like Tony Leung or Michelle Yeoh, you know, it was amazing. And, uh, well, uh, I'm actually working on another film with uh, Michelle Yeoh right now, but I cannot reveal it to you yet. And voila, it's uh, everything everywhere all at once. It's actually a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of, uh, of Asian descent stunt people over uh, in Shang-Chi are carried over to everything everywhere all at once as well because yeah. you know i guess i guess it makes sense because technically i believe uh, michelle Yeoh she was filming like shang chi and everything everywhere all at once at the same time or all at once she was filming shang chi but she is training for everything everywhere sure. so it's either that so yeah, I Michelle. just thought it's it's interesting. Oh, and also the the boys are also from the Paper Tigers as well, which is uh, <laughs> which is a fun throwback uh, kung fu film. Nice, yeah, that's great. I just Michelle Yeoh. We just have to say, so good in this movie. She's fantastic. She has to deal with so much She's stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, and like the way that they filmed this, it didn't this down and dirty little filming is like uh, they had to pull her chair in slow motion in the IRS office, and she had to pretend to be getting whipped backwards fast but in slow motion so they could speed it up and it looks crazy right, right. so she's mm-hmm. just going along with all these crazy techniques of filming and and having to imagine these things or you know using the different sets that they have and she's so good at at uh learning these abilities and obviously martial arts which she's great at but the dramatic stuff and we saw that in crazy rich asians oh, yeah. recently and in shang chi she's great uh mm-hmm. you know in, in that part so it's been great seeing her but I love how much she has to do in this film and how weird it is. It really pushes all these actors because oh, yeah, they go time. to these different multiverses and have to play different characters, right? And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the uh, dramatic... And a lot of times for things that you're only going to see for a yeah. few seconds. Yeah, t- but, ten seconds tops. Mm-hmm. But and then look, you're like, they really have to, they really have to convey that you know, convincingly. So Yeah, yeah. they had to practice and... and be their best for that small little scene yeah and like that that uh that i call it like the one car why scene you know that that scene in the future where she's an actress and he's a businessman um it's such a great emotional scene and and the dialogue between the two of them and and uh, i just think that's that's my favorite vignette of the whole thing and i because i love in the mood for love and it's it evokes that the color palette with the greens and everything like they really Mm -hmm. made it look like uh wong kar wai film and uh the the two of them are great in it so i thought that was great but ultimately joy is trying to destroy all the evelyn's yeah is what it comes down to she's because evelyn because this is what kids do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Evelyn, yes. But you think but Alpha you th- Alpha Evelyn broke her. But so you think is... it's just for straight revenge. But remember, she what we find out is she's not just killing them for revenge. 
she's trying to find someone else who can understand her because her mother doesn't understand her. They don't get along as we see in our Omega universe. And uh, so we think it's a, 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 a vengeance thing, but it's not, it's, it's, she wants someone else to say, look, look what you, look what I'm going through. I experienced all this and it's horrible and I just want it to end. Right. And so that's where she puts everything that she finds in these multiverses on this bagel, (laughs) which is a circle. It's symbolic of, of the characters and the journey that they're on and everything. It's obviously a lot deeper, but you know, in a silly Daniel's way, it's like, Oh, it's an everything bagel, everything bagel, literally. Um, but joy wants to end her life. She wants to stop hearing all these universes. And she, the way that she pops in and out of all these multiverses, like a Looney Tunes character, it's very much a cartoony type thing. The outfits, the, the physics of it, she's exploding heads with confetti. There's a lot of weird stuff. She turned um, like, she beats some guy with uh, dildos. I think, I think, I think a detail that I also really love about the Jobutapaki is that, uh, you know, when we first see her uh, and, you know, she scratches her nails onto the uh, office uh, cabinet mm-hmm. royal walls and, you know, her, uh, uh, and, you know, the longer she scratches it, the, the more often her, her nail changes color. Yeah. So I just, I just thought that, you know, that was interesting. And also uh, what they also did was, you know, in a really efficient way to show how powerful she is, it's just that she switches uh, universes as if like just, you know, turning, turning a dial. Yeah. So she's yeah, that she, she cocks her head. Yeah. 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 She can jump yeah. into any joy in any multiverse that she wants. I love the outfits, the outfits, yeah, they're the ridiculous. Big puppy balls yeah. on her and the different color hair, <laughs> like, and the a, nails. like a, like a golfing outfit. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh. The, when she has the golf club, I mean, that reminded me of the last of us. If you know yeah. about golf yeah. clubs and, and that, oh, no. <laughs> it's intimidating when you see someone with a golf club and you're like, I know what that can do. Uh, but she's, you know, she's scary, right? Like that Stephanie Sue, she is really, really good as a villain. Yeah. Cause this- she's super chill. Like yeah. she's very mm-hmm. laid back and it's very like, she's just this uh, kid, you know, and when you first see her and then you see her as a murderous villain that's jumping through all these and you don't know her motivation right, yet. Right. right. So it's scary. Um, but, but anyway, we eventually as Evelyn goes and gets all these skills and tries to face her, Jobu, it shows her the bagel and says like, yeah, I just wanted to relate to you. And, and Evelyn's struggling with, obviously this is her daughter. She doesn't want to see her kill herself or, you know, well, and, but yeah. So she, pretty much the, the culmination of this entire thing is where we we've never left like in oh, the omega verse we've never left the the irs office like that's where everything is basically going down so in one universe where she just where evelyn decides to not go to the, no go back to the irs office to fix it they come they're gonna arrest her wayman works his magic and makes everything okay and gives her extra time and then there's a connection between uh, in one universe, the the couple of Deidre and Evelyn kind of they're breaking up, but then they get back together, and that works here. Which is also like when the beginning of the movie when Wayman says you have to tell her you love her right. to jump, and right, I like right, it. When, right, I right. like it when um, I mean, she's like I don't, Michelle Yo though. Eventually, she's like I love you. I love like <laughs> you don't not, believe it. It's, it's not, not working. working, and then so she eventually has to really say it, and right at the right moment, Jamie Lee Curtis was actually doing wire work in this scene. That does not surprise they, me. Jamie at Lee Curtis all. wanted to be up there on that staircase. They did wire work. There was a stunt person too, but like to get close ups, they had her swinging on those wires. That's pretty great, which is fantastic. But she she says, "I love you" right at the last and moment. Hits her in the chest, right. but whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then in another in the in that universe that that fixes things. So that's yeah. like a the Deidre that with a circle on her head starts to like come out of whatever trance this is. 
in the universe where they're going to lose everything, she sits down with her. They kind of have a conversation and like uh, that unlocks another thing. She brings the police to close down and repossess the Which I laundromat. Don't think is a thing. Well, if you're the IRS, I guess, and you owe all this money, I guess they can seize your stuff. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, I don't know that you could do it that quickly. Then, that's yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you owe them money, I'm well, sure they act a lot faster than the other well, and way I also around. don't think like they're coming into this meeting after already meeting with them, right? Like right. they're like bringing your stuff and then they show up and be she still doesn't sp- have it. I got to tell you, it's after hours. They're not working after hours. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, but in that scene, you know, they have the big party and everything's going crazy. And Evelyn at this point is like breaking down and she decides she hates the laundromat. She's breaking the windows. She and signs everything. the divorce papers. Yeah. And so the cops are there and everything's about to end. But Wayman once again Steps talks to her talks and says to her. they're having trouble with their marriage. And Deidre has been divorced and right. she can relate, right? It's the humanity. And these, we all have, even though we're different, we all have so many things in common and, and we can understand the struggle. And so she gets more time and they have that nice conversation conversation on the yep. bench outside and i think that cuts between the hot dog yeah, and so where they're actually in a but, relationship so they break down this version of deidre and then that in the real world deidre is okay she gets what she wants so now michelle yo realizes that if she acts like wayman acts yes. and just starts giving people finally kindness, she gets the she starts knocking these people out left and right right she gives one guy you know like the, like we talked about the puppy or yeah. she gives another guy the, uh, the, the smell of his wife's perfume right. and the gives one guy the ball gag the one, yes. you know, like every, we see <laughs> yes. all these it, because like these people all want different things and instead of hiding them and and which is also again there's so much in this movie to unpack but like the daughter and and being who she is and introducing becky right, right. not hiding it right these well, people are yeah, all yeah being themselves and getting the things they want and that stops them from trying to kill evelyn because they can be happy they can be themselves they can be themselves so she yeah so she's not fighting all, yeah she's knocking all of them out but this she, looks like a big uh, action scene but instead of hitting them with blows it's hitting them she's with like kindness. hitting them in the chest but it's still their hand filmed on like a, yes, like yeah correct, like a palm correct. like a she's dodging strikes but yeah. she's not like she's you know uh, so she's we finally killing them with kindness. Killing them with is, kindness. Yeah. Killing exactly. them with kindness. Uh, finally, she gets to to joy, and she steps in and she says, "She in the in the reality where they're going to repossess repossess everything." She, she goes to Gong Gong and says, "Look, this is joy. You know, joy. Oh, and Gong Gong and this is, is mech trying to fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yes. James Hong is so good, <laughs> wearing like a mech suit, yeah. and fighting, yeah." Uh, this is and this is her girlfriend Becky, and then they have a moment between you know Gong Gong and Becky have a moment, mm-hmm. but that doesn't get Joy where she needs to be, right? right? So she's like, just let me go, just let me go, and mm-hmm. finally she says, okay, like I'll I'll let you go, and and then in this other weird dimension where the the everything bagel is, Joy starts to walk through the bagel, and then Michelle Yeoh says, you know, stop, listen to me, they have a moment. Uh, and then they she they embrace I think and she oh, we ends see up this in all these out. different universes too like the rocks how great were the rocks rocks the, is pretty good the subtitle <laughs> the, dialogue yeah. I'm gonna follow you don't you dare I I love that I love that universe so much and I think um, <laughs> one 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 of the best frames to pick out of the from the film is just that you know t- the two rocks just decide to like ha 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 <laughs> yeah yeah oh I love that and uh, the, the the they're just rocks there's no human life form and they're talking yeah because and, on that world we didn't make it yeah yeah and, and Joy 
wants to get away. So you see this rock start scooting and Evelyn is chasing her and there's two rocks chasing each other. <laughs> but eventually Joy throws herself off the cliff, but then Evelyn goes and tumbles goes behind after. her. And so yeah. you see all and, these beautiful uh, moments through the mm-hmm. multiverse. Right. Yeah. And um, just relating back to the idea of, I guess, of letting go, uh, you know, yeah. the, but the rock universe is like a literal representation of that because, and, you know, Joy has thrown herself over the edge already. So, uh, Evelyn has to follow too, but then you know, for our Omega universe, uh, well, okay, if Joy wants to go, if Joy wants to be let go, then so be it. But at the same time, if Evelyn wants to get close to her, she too also has to let go of you know, all whatever, whatever else that is burdening her, and mm-hmm. instead just you know, focus on her priorities because. I guess you can do your taxes every year, but then you can only have one opportunity to really connect with people that you love. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. And like you said, all her other hobbies and things like that, ultimately she finds out that she has this family. She has a daughter. She has a husband that loves her and, and, and this life together. And she chose all those things she did so many years ago. And she can't go to those other multiverses and stay there. Right. Like, you know, like Wayman says. So she has her life and she has her family and ultimately decides she chooses kindness and chooses, chooses love and chooses her family. So she gets joy out of there. She does. And she ends up technically, I guess, killing joe boo or getting rid of that version of joy uh kind of i mean her heart was healed i think that joe boo that version doesn't really exist anymore because they have the connection that she was seeking right right so then uh they go it's the next day and everything is kind of back to normal they go uh to back to deidre in the irs and they've got all of their paperwork and deidre's like oh like this and everybody everybody's a little kinder right everybody's a little bit nicer she's like she's like this you looks still way- don't have it all but <laughs> right, it's better but, but if we're in a better position you're trying right you're, right yeah. right uh and that's kind of how this ends is like it things are working out for the most part I, and i think at the end though you know in the beginning at the irs you see michelle yo clearly not concentrating on the irs stuff and she's taking out all these new multiverses yeah. at the end you can see she's michelle yo is present but i still think she has the ability to kind of tap she's into definitely the like off in the distance oh, yeah. thinking about something so she yeah. Yeah, she, she, she grew she grew wiser yeah that's not what i thought was going to happen at the end what do you think? think i thought she was going to use her uh universe jumping ability to find a version of herself that was a the CPA. Ah, oh, and do all the taxes and, perfectly, and, be, and yeah. be like, "Well, no, here's all you deducted that," and be able to like totally school her and tax. That's kind of good. Yeah, that would be good too. And be That's like, pretty good. Yeah, I win. <laughs> yeah, boom. <laughs> but, I, this this is uh probably this is this is the most original thing I've seen uh this year. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, unfortunately, I I don't think it's playing in a lot of places. I know I had to see it at like a weird time because there was only like three showings of it. Yeah. Well, all the AMC theaters are showing it, so I mean, good for them. I mean, I know we have some other theaters in town, uh, some of the you know smaller. Yeah. Marcus was I saw it in Marcus. That's right. Okay, yeah. well. so, so I mean, it, it is lucky that it is opening wide and is at more than just indie like art house theaters because you've got Marcus is our big one here, other than AMC, and they both have it. So uh, go support it, though. It's probably benefiting from yeah. the fact that there's so few major studio releases right That's now. That's also too. true. Like, like you know what I mean? Picked a good spot. I but, mean, Sing yeah. Two has been in theaters so long. Sing Three. Is out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it's also very lucky because considering Morbius was not a hit, Morbius didn't sweep Jack. Right, 
Yeah. So. It did, yeah. This movie did very well against Morbius. It made almost as much opening weekend wide release, I believe, as Morbius in way few theaters. Yeah. So it's great mm-hmm. to see people turning out for it. If you want original stuff, like we always say, go support them in theaters. Yeah. This is a great movie, and the timing couldn't be better with people finally. And it's a movie that benefits from being on the big screen because it's Absolutely. so visual. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. the smaller art house movies, is like if you watch it on your TV, are you really losing anything? Right. Probably not. Right. Probably but, not. But on this one, it's yeah. like, no, you, you, you'll benefit benefit from seeing this on a big screen big yeah time. just yeah. like ambulance i mean even if i didn't really care for it it's surely going to be better on a big screen it's just the yeah type. yeah and they do a great job with the the writing the performances the special effects you know specifically there's a version for imax screens again which is crazy thinking how it's like this little right. art house movie but the visuals are so brilliant with how creative they get this is really a phenomenal story and and film and i hope people see it in theaters i've been trying to tell everyone about it yeah so i'm glad we could actually do an episode on it yeah absolutely well i uh i guess that's it for this one let's uh let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 this is kevin follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and when where can they find you and your wares uh well uh they can definitely find me on twitter at uh, nle318 and on facebook at win.lay.334 and i believe that in all universes that uh, i'm I'm using the same accounts. I think. I <laughs> That's think. smart branding. That's yeah. really smart branding. And uh, <laughs> in all universes, I rock. Ah, hey. Yeah, yeah. So. hey. <laughs> so, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash real spoilers. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoiler so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time helen gets the punchline right get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice because we already warned you better watch out it's gonna ruin the plot real spoilers real spoilers real spoilers Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.